All right, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Views from the 215. I'm your host, Kareem Brown. Uh, again, I'm a uh, program director at the Anti-Violence Partnership of Philadelphia. Our contact information is 2000 Hamilton Street, Suite 204, Philadelphia, PA, 19130. Phone number 215-567-6776. And this is the Youth Victim Outreach Podcast called Views from the 215. We have a special guest today. I will let him introduce himself. My name is Pastor Wayne T. Scott from New Bethany Baptist Church. I'm a former drunk, drug dealer, and my own best customer. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, I met Pastor Scott at a faith-based um community outreach initiative and um you know we talked afterwards and um i i was something about his 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 personality um that made me want to talk to him and find out a little bit more information about him so uh let's take it back a little bit from the beginning when you say that you know you were a former uh drug dealer and and um you know drunk uh, how did you come into that lifestyle? Uh, started one day, and me and a couple of friends of mine, we were going fishing with uh, one of the elderly people on my block, Mr. Sanders. He got a new truck. And I didn't know uh, my two friends had snuck a bottle of wine in the truck, too. And we used to go out to Springfield and go fishing. And uh, I got to drinking with them. And... Uh, after that, it was just all downhill. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit about your peer group, um, the friends that you hung around. Um, were, 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 were you all involved in the same things? Did some of y'all go different ways, or how, how did that, how was the, uh, the people you hung with? Um, we both, we all did the same thing. We, uh, after the drink, we began to smoke weed, things like that. Um, Getting to sell weed, start selling weed at a young age uh, when I was in junior high school, ninth grade. And uh, some of my friends left, some of them died. Uh, most of us gang ward. And uh, basically, yeah, we all did the same things. We all was all in the same circle. Some were at different levels. Uh, I guess it all depends. Who you were trying to impress and who you were trying to be. Got you. Um, so, t- tell me a little bit. I know a lot of the youth I talked to, you know, they were uh, not born in the times that you were born in, obviously. And, you know, I hear a lot of different people within the city talking about how the communities have changed. But to the young people, this has just been the way it is. This is what they know. This is their reality. How was things different uh, during your time in those days? Uh, back then, there wasn't a lot of shooting, uh, especially in gang wars. There was more fist fighting, hand-to-hand combat. Later on down the line, the drive-bys and things started to develop. Uh, and there was a lot of respect for the adults back then. There is no respect now, and there is no... Uh, no caring about life now. 
back then it was different. It was respect for the elders and even the dope dealers and all that stuff had respect for each other where they didn't try to take everything from each other and kill each other off and all that kind of stuff. It was just different back then. Mm. And in your opinion, if what you observed from growing up in Philadelphia, what what has been some of the major causes you would say for the breakdown in the community? Why have why was it previously respect even among criminals, and to this time when it's not? I think a lot of it had to do with the uh, teaching and instruction in the household, because back then in the household there were more complete families. When I say complete, I mean there was a mother and a father with the children. And even those who didn't have fathers, they would uh, gather in and hang with the families who did have mothers and fathers. There was a lot of uh, uh, rules and a lot of discipline put in place back then. And back then it was funny because if you did something the neighbor could spank you and then take you home and get you get another spanking. Mm. But you can't do that now. I mean, somebody touch you, <laughs> you get that, you make shoot them, mm-hmm. and all kinds of nonsense. But it was only back then how the neighborhood looked out for each other, and that helped keep a lot of kids out of trouble. Mm. Mm. So what happened, do you think, that caused it to be less men and less fathers in the communities? Well, uh, one thing as uh, as the gang war thing changed and the drug dealing escalated, I think more fathers were either locked up or actually killed, mm. and that took a lot of them off the streets and out of the families. Mm. So, so in some ways, the breakdown was caused through the the killing off and the imprisonment of a lot of the men in the communities that has weakened the community. And this, that's an interesting point that you make because I guess you could even say this is kind of like the results of the casualties of war. Yes. Uh, yes. When a popu- you know, different things happen in, in a war-torn population and it, 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 it tears up uh, the community. Um, so as a pastor, uh, what, what's, what's your youth outreach like? Y'all have a component where y'all try to go after some of these young people. Uh, our youth outreach uh, is interesting. Uh, in our church right now, we have a lot of young musicians. and What we try to do to reach the youth, we do different things. Uh, we just had a youth explosion where on the weekend it was a dance on Friday night, uh, classrooms on Saturday, call seminars there was a youth service on Sunday and uh, we do a lot of things for the youth uh, like during Halloween you know instead of a Halloween party we call it a hallelujah party we invite the kids from the community to come in and uh, we have a vacation Bible school where we invite the youth uh, from the community and the adults to come in and uh, learn and worship and know eat and everything uh, we also do uh, giveaways like uh, school supplies and clothes and, and we have uh, the share program where we give out food and adults bring their children and we have a part 
on the side where we uh, evangelize to the adults and teach the children and give them snacks and things like that. So, you know, we try to reach out to them and let them know that we're there to just love them. Okay, okay. So some of the more, uh, I guess some of the, I guess more, you could, we could say traumatized or uh, violent, some of, some of the more dangerous youth within our community. I know sometimes some people kind of are scared of them. They stay away from them. Um, they would rather not approach them, you know. Uh, what, what is your stance and what is your take on dealing with those kind of youth within the community and around your church? Well, praise be to God. Um, God doesn't always take everything away from you when your life changes over. When I was uh, dealing drugs, I was sick, I was arrogant, I didn't have fear. And I think he left the uh, fear, the no fear thing in me because mm -hmm. uh, I just try to treat everybody the same. Uh, I walk into a crowd of young men and ask them if they want anything to eat, if we're serving food or anything like that. And you'd be surprised what that would do when it comes to trust factor. Um, explain to them my story and how I was and what I did and if it was all that great that I would still be there, but I'm not. And, you know, just telling them about the transformation from then to now. So, we talked a little bit earlier about um, you being a police chaplain. Now, how did that come about? And explain what is a police chaplain? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, actually, I became a police chaplain. Uh, I had talked to a, a friend who was working in City Hall uh, in the faith-based office, and he was telling me about the chaplain's department. It's funny that I put an application in and never got any feedback. But then one day we were doing our praise in the park and one of the chaplains, they were doing their outreach that day. And he came over and he said, hey, I know you, Scotty. And I told him, I said, hey, man, I've been trying to get with y'all. The next thing I knew, I was redoing the application. Mm -hmm. I was police clergy. Mm -hmm. And what the police clergy is, they're... Uh, a group of uh, men and women who try to uh, merge a relationship between the police department and the community. Because, you know, the community, a lot of, a lot of them look at the police as bad guys. I know you see a lot of stuff on TV with police and things like that, but all police ain't bad. Just like all fathers ain't bad. Everybody ain't a deadbeat dad. Everybody ain't a crooked cop. Everybody ain't a, a mother that goes out on the street and does horrible stuff. There's mothers who stay at home and take care of their kids and are good wives. And wherever you got some good, you're going to have some bad. Mm -hmm. But all police are bad. Mm -hmm. You know, they go, they go through things just like everybody else. They're human beings. Mm -hmm. And they have a really hard and dangerous job to do. Okay. Okay. So... With that, you being like, I guess, a middleman between the police and the community, what what are some of the uh, things you had to deal with in that position of being in the middle? Uh, when there's tragedies in the home, like shootings and 
things like that. We're there to kind of keep the crowd calm while the police officers do their job. We try to uh, console and uh, try to make it a peaceful situation. Uh, and a lot of times I find that we're really there to uh, comfort the families. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of hurt and trauma going on. And when people are going through hurt and trauma, they don't always think rationally. Mm -hmm. So, so the police can do their job in a correct way without people screaming at them and trying to beat them. We're there to try to intervene in that and, and bring some calm and some peace to the situation. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, uh, moving forward, what do you see the future of your work or what, what are some of the goals that your different organizations and church family is trying to move towards? Uh, well, the, the vision of New Bethany always has been uh, to make us more spiritual people so we can have a more spiritual community. And there's different faiths and, and people have different religions and things like that, but I guess the key to it is stability. Uh, there has to be some stability somewhere. And in that, if you could reach some of the young ones before they get too far to the top, mm -hmm. you probably can save them. Even if you can save one or two, mm -hmm. that's a plus. Mm -hmm. uh, and you'll find out after you pull some of them away, the top ones will uh, be supportive of them. Because when you're dealing in things like that, you gain relationships. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you have a love for people, you know, really, the, the people at the top, the dealers at the top, really want to see the younger ones do better in their lives because they don't really want that for them. Mm. But at the time, if they want to do that, they will use them. Right. So, right. so uh, one of my last questions is going back a little bit. What, what would you say um, made me the streets or that kind of lifestyle attractive to you? What what do you would say that drew you into that? Uh, it's funny because uh, I was in a family, I didn't want to have to want for a lot. I think for me, it was just wanting to be part of something and be in charge of something as it grew older and uh, as I grew older. And uh, you know, the money, bling bling with the chicks mm -hmm. you know and it's funny is that um, I had a lot of cars and TVs and all that stuff I was married back then but the girls were still on me and all that stuff and my wife would get mad at me I just throw some money at her tell her go buy something leave me alone mm -hmm. you know it was that kind of like but now on the other side where I have Christ in my life, and uh, I have more TVs. Mm -hmm. I have a better car. Mm -hmm. I have a bigger house. Mm -hmm. But above all, I have peace. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about nobody busting in my crib. Mm -hmm. I ain't got to worry about nobody killing off my kids for revenge. Mm -hmm. I ain't got to watch my back for nothing. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it's just funny, man. You know, I don't have to duck the police anymore as much as I used to try to duck the police. Now I'm one of the police. Mm -hmm. And that's a blessing in itself. Right. Um, 
those are the things that attracted me. Peer pressure, wanting to do more, wanting to be more, wanting to have more. Mm. But I found out, like the, like the Bible says, it's only what you do in Christ will last. Mm. All the things I have now, they last. All the things I had back then are gone. So would you say you was like chasing fulfillment of some sort and that's what you thought you could find it through that lifestyle? Fulfillment and prestige. Mm. Trying to be somebody. Okay. You know. Just like you see the Nino Browns and Tony Montana. You wanna be you wanna be the guy. Right. You know? Right. You wanna be the guy. Right. But being the guy ain't always like that. Mm. Even now as a pastor, I'm the guy. Right. It's tough sledding. So <laughs> <laughs> but praise be to God, I deal with it in a different way. Gotcha. I deal with things in a different way. I have peace within. I deal with my family in a different way. Uh, instead of leading them, getting high and stuff, now I'm leading them to do the things in a spiritual manner mm-hmm. and keep unity in the family. Right. Okay. So you want to... Um Give out your contact information again and talk about your event that's coming up too. Yes, uh, New Bethany Baptist Church is located at 1415-17 South 23rd Street in South Philadelphia. That's between Reed and Dickerson. And August the 25th, we're having the event. This is our seventh year, because I've been pastoring for seven years. Um, it's praise in the park, and it's, it's an event where we... Uh, give out clothes, we give out school supplies, be vendors out there, there'll be uh, gospel rappers out there, singers, there'll be a 10-minute uh, sermonette by one of our young preachers, and uh, we'll have refreshments, hot dogs, and sodas, and pretzels, and all that kind of stuff. We'll have uh, people out there, if you, want, if you need some type of counseling, uh, which you also need to know, at New Bethany Baptist Church, whether you're a member or not, I always have an open door policy. Okay. All right, thanks a lot, Pastor, for coming and talking with us. And uh, keep doing the good work. Yes, you, man. I'm honored that you would even have me here. I'm really humbled. God bless you.